0: Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report Live. I am the big guy, Ryback, joined by Raj Geary, WrestlingInc.com. Today's show being brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition. Save 20% with discount code HOLIDAY20 on FeedMeMore.com. Raj, good morning.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon here. Oh, well, almost <laughs>
0: afternoon here in Denver, but how are you doing? I am doing well. How's the weather over there?
1: Good. Uh- it's it, it's been in the 60s uh, okay. up until a couple days ago, and then and now today it's snowing. So, there you right, go. Yeah. Colorado weather is it it goes from super hot to snow uh, in an instant. They uh, Vegas has
0: been actually nice. It's a little cooler the last few days. It's cooled off again a little bit, but nowhere near like Denver. But I always remember flying in. I had to connect a lot in Denver, and always during the winter, I was always terrified we we're going to get get. Stuck there, I and mean, I was quite a few times with with flights because of the snow out there, which yeah. would uh could be stressful. But I always like man Denver. I that whole there's some nice areas out there. That air, it's clean air when you get out. I think it's Aurora out. There's some different cities, a small away from Denver, and it's like man, I I could live out here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I love it. I mean, you get all the it's 300 days of sunshine a year. You get all the seasons too, so it's yeah. uh I love it. Not a bad place. It's too training wise
0: for athletes. It's good because of the elevation out there. Right. So I know a lot of top athletes, but I think Lashley's out there. I don't know. I think Boogeyman might be out there too, if I'm not mistaken.
1: No, I've seen Boogeyman at uh, WWE events before. He was like in the front row at this Raw that I was at. And WWE, they got us, you know, good seats right near the front. And he was sitting there with a (laughs) mascot. And I was like, is there an angle where this guy with the mask is going to jump in the ring? But Boogeyman, he was just uh, hiding his he, he, hiding his identity.
0: Yeah, no, man, he still looks great too. He's, oh yeah, I, I watch, I follow him on there and follow each other and his, his training videos. And man, he was he was forty when I met him in tough enough. And wow. so I don't yeah. know what he. It, it's and that was in two thousand four. So he's what fifty six around that now. And I go, man, this guy's still. He doesn't look fifty six. I, I was like, it, it's just incredible. Right? So yeah. He's uh, he hasn't slowed down at all. Doesn't look like.
1: But. oh he's he's in great shape. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, tons going on right now. Um, Kenny Omega wins the AEW World Title. Shows up on Impact. Uh, promises a big announcement the next night on Dynamite. There was no real big announcement. Kind of cut the same promo, but. Uh, yeah, it led to, and and we'll get to the more details in the ratings later, but it led to one of AEW's best numbers ever. And at 18 for 49, it was one of their best since, since last year, since last October when they first debuted. So, um, yeah, huge, uh, huge week for AEW. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm very
0: intrigued. Kenny Omega's got a whole lot more interesting really quickly, I think. And, um, I will say it, it all everything they're doing is working because we've talked about this more long term where he, these the 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 guys the young bucks and, and Kenny and the guys they how they booked they were booked early on. people kind of thought didn't understand it. some people I could look at it and see they needed to kind of help make other people first, which they're, they they're still doing and, and they, every week they do I could tell when they're doing it and it, it, it's, it's a cool thing to watch. As as everyone's getting elevating in the TV game and becoming bigger and bigger stars, but people Kenny now can it can really turn it up, and I think he's he's and just from what I've seen on AEW, and, and I'm more interested in the heel Kenny Omega than I was the babyface Kenny Omega, just from as a viewer, not just watching yeah. that product solely. And I feel like he's more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like being baby faces it could be it can mess with the guys sometimes cause it, there's real, no, it can be tough. You know what I mean? It, it, cause you got to mind your P's and Q's a little more sometimes, or you're supposed to anyways. Um, whereas as a heel, you could kind of, it meant as a heel social media is way more fun too. There's yeah. uh you could really, really just let loose. And then people, you know, and I feel like he's going to be able to do that. And I'll say too, man, I actually tuned into impact for the first time on Twitch. And uh, I, I saw I was uh, I saw his his segment on there. I just happened I, I put it on. Somebody said, "Oh, it's on Twitch." I go and I got my Twitch account now over there, and I go, "Let me let me check this out." I go, "That's I could watch Impact now on Twitch on Tuesdays that I never even really never just never did." And so I think that worked that little crossover deal, and I know the numbers were good for Impact. So not a bad piece of business. People are talking about AEW and Impact more than WWE, I feel like, kind of. and It's like a weekly thing.
1: Online, for sure. Um, as far yeah. as TV ratings, Impact, uh, I mean, they did fine. They did uh, 221,000 viewers for that episode. Uh, the week before, they did 166,000. So they were, you know, it was up. Uh, they were up 60% in the 1849 demo. But as far as TV ratings go, it wasn't a gigantic... Yeah. Um, you know, a gigantic change, but they did do a lot on social media. They set uh, a new record on Twitch. Uh, They peaked at about 55,000 viewers. There are episodes that do about, have done like 800 viewers, you know, and uh, usually it's around two to 3000. So that's the kind of jump we we saw this week. Uh, They also did good numbers uh, for Facebook and YouTube. Those numbers you got to take with a grain of salt though. Uh, YouTube, if I watch that segment, 10 times, that's 10 views. It's not yeah. one view. Um, but still, uh, a very successful week for Impact. But obviously, the big question is, how do they follow up? Um, you know, if Kenny Omega is supposed to be, still be doing stuff with them, then, you know, they could keep the momentum going. But uh, we'll see. Well, that's the
0: key in all of this is is to get momentum and to keep it. And, and that's the, what I see, though, is going on. Is is with impact and in AEW, they are I'm watching this and I feel like now and like having Shaq this week and with Brandy, there's they're doing things to get people talking each week, mm. which is key to keep and not saying you're gonna be able to do that necessarily every week, but at least if you're making an attempt or something storyline driven that strong, that to me is controlling the the online wrestling talk. That's a step in the right direction on 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 consistently beating WWE, and I mean, and they handed they handed NXT their ass this week on the ratings. Like yeah. that was that was strong on their end, and they and it's gone both ways. Where NXT has upset them a few times, but they're, I I'm really really digging the direction that that pro wrestling is going and what they're doing because they're at least they're trying different things, and WWE is the least powerful they've been ever. In, in my opinion, as far as overall where, where things kind of stand with all this and with the virus, and it, it's just it has my attention and I and I like it. So, it's, but momentum is huge in all of this, week after week.
1: It is odd to me and I, that they don't really seem to be doing much to be competitive with AEW. It, it seems like they're just happy with it NXT being there to take some viewers away. But they—they're not. It's not like they're sending Roman Reigns to NXT and Drew McIntyre and and uh, improving the presentation because NXT always with just the yellow and black, it looks dreary. It's fine for the hardcore fans, but for a new fan, it's the environment. It's just not very appealing, and um, they're doing nothing to kind of address those um, those pitfalls. And they've been getting their. Butts handed to them by AEW pretty much since the beginning, outside of a you know a, a random weeks here and there. Yeah, but like Halloween havoc
0: and yeah, they, they, right,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I think too, Raj. Uh, one of the reasons why they're not doing that is because it it they're it's gonna. I think they 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 teased that they did it with NXT last year's Survivor Series. I don't think the ratings improved enough for them to go. Our guys, I think if they take their main guys like a McIntyre and a Roman or a Seth or whoever and start bringing them down there and they're still getting their asses kicked now people realize that like AEW just does nothing and goes up for WWE I think so I think that's a card WWE does not want to play quite yeah. frankly because I don't think it's going to that wrestling audience whatever they have that those built-in numbers the people that are conditioned to watching Monday and Friday that that that's they're not for whatever reason that they don't carry over as strong as they should to the other brand so.
1: Yeah, and to your point, I mean, the A- that when NXT was beating AEW it was last year because of the crossover, but their ratings, to your point, did not improve. Like they were getting seven eight hundred thousand, whereas Raw and SmackDown are getting two million back then. Yeah. So where are you going to, you know, spread your resources? But you could still bring underused talent to NXT that are not even, you know, that are being used on main event that don't yeah. even get time on Raw, like an Angel Garza or an Andrade. But Anyway, uh it just seems very unvince like to me to just be taking this beating from this new group without uh yeah. yeah I but. well,
0: you know, the one good thing about all this is too is what I like. What what feels like and again the crowd's gonna change all of this, but I feel like there's gonna be when we when we do get a crowd back eventually. I'm really, really intrigued because what I'm the way AEW is playing things is from that surprise factor that I used to love as a fan, who's gonna show up. What's gonna happen next? You know what I mean? Those those cool, shocking surprises that you don't read about online that are protected. And you know, I I this goes always for all promotions. WWE. I feel like the, the bigger these other wrestling companies get, the more those surprises are gonna mean in the coming years here as we get going. And we're still early on into all of this. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh Vince's. He's at that stage, he's an old man. Mm-hmm. You don't have the fight in you that you had when you are young and a uh, genetic jackhammer, all gassed up like, he's he's an old man. And it's a, it's a different ball game now. And the, the young, hungry competition has the resources now to finally compete. And as a wrestler, it, it, it's a beautiful thing because it helps everybody across the board. Everyone's gonna make more money. Fans are going to start getting a better product because it's already happening with the other promotions. And now we're, what we're seeing in use Vince, I feel like isn't doing as much as he could be to keep improving things. It's because he's not hungry and it's just, he's already, he's a billionaire. He's already, he's been at, he's been at the top. He changed wrestling. He helped. He was a major part of evolving wrestling. He's done it. He's done it. He doesn't have that same hunger and he's an old man. You can take a look at him on TV you look at all. He looks like Dracula. Like, it, it, and that's that we're all going to get old if we're lucky enough. And I'm right. not, so I'm not talking shit on that end. But right. like, it, it, you don't have the same fight in you that you have when you're young. And that, that's just human nature. So. Right.
1: Yeah. No, so it is interesting. Uh, so Kenny Omega. It, the interesting thing with Omega is, uh, so the highest rated segments, as you could probably imagine, were Sting. And then the quarter was Shaq. And then Omega was actually the second lowest, uh, on this week's episode. Now, wow, it's, you know, a lot of times you can't just take one week, but, yeah, but yeah, uh, as far as impact bringing their viewers over, you would think that would have been the higher rated segment if they did bring a significant amount, but it was their, uh, second lowest segment of, on the show. And I think we got to give Kenny time
0: as a heel to see what to, and to get, get people talking and viewing consistently and. Um, it, it, it's early on. I agree, but it, it's never a good thing to have the numbers. You always want great numbers, no matter as a talent, whatever segment you're in, you want it to perform well. And and I've been up on a part of both ends where there's some weeks where it's like, it's the highest rated thing. And you're like, Oh yes. Uh, and then the next week, you're the part of the lowest rated segment. And there's not, you thought you could think the lowest one, the lowest rated segment was better than the highest rated one that way. And it's just kind of, there's no rhyme or reason sometimes to things, but Want to see that's something we'll have to if if that's happening week after week, that's a different discussion, then. But too early, I would say.
1: Yeah. And that first hour for AEW is huge. Outside of the opening match, uh, every segment did over a million viewers. So and then it it dropped down. Um came up a little for Omega, uh, but it was as I mentioned, still with the second lowest segment on the show, and then finally came up again uh, for the main event slightly. So a uh, strong if, if AEW, I mean, they had a lot of firsts on the show with Shaq and then with uh, with Sting's first promo. We'll have to see where they are in a couple of weeks, but they got momentum, and if they could keep following this up. Um, you know, it's only good things for them. And, and you see them, they're trying bringing they're in, Sha- trying. bringing in sting. They're making a real effort to grow as opposed to stay where they are. And I think that's one thing that's been hurting WWE yeah. is it's just the same formula week after week. And it just seems more watered down year after year with their, their current formula. It does.
0: And it, that's the, that's, this is why I, I can't stress enough and like uh, with AEW. And it's like, you know, they're in the wrestling business. Now the entertainment business, they have the ability to create the largest stars on the planet. That's mm-hmm. like that power that they have. That I, I get goosebumps thinking about this because that's what I got into wrestling for with all of this. That this company, man, they can literally, they could they could break Goldberg's streak if they want with a guy. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do they get people talking? screw the haters get make the largest superstars on the planet pro wrestling is the greatest thing on the planet and there's in the the superstars are the most recognizable things on the planet man just keep going all in keep making guys every week literally go how can we how can we what are we going to do this week to make Darby Allen get more people talking about Darby Allen than anyone in pro wrestling have that meeting and let's come up with something fun and creative and make Darby Allen. Let's let's record something that's going to have everyone talking this week. You know what I mean? Like, and this week we had Sting and Cody, and I love it, man, because I'm like, where are they going with this? Is Sting going to wrestle? Because it sure as hell looks like he's going to wrestle to me now, the way that he, he looks like he's – he looks better now than he did in
1: WWE, I think. But yeah, I mean – He's almost sixty-two. Uh, he's got spinal stenosis, and he looks fantastic. <laughs> I mean, he—the face paint obviously helps a lot, but even yeah. wh- how he sounds, he doesn't sound like an old man out there. And and uh, no, he sounds him like himself. He sounds the same. If you put, I saw an image of, of
0: Sting in all the wrestling promotions side by side, and I go, "Holy hell, he's aged well." And, right, yeah. and again, the paint helps, no doubt. There's no, right. but I mean, he's physically—he keeps himself in, in shape, man. He's yeah. always, he's never been to, and, and I don't know if he's ever, I feel like he's a really health conscious guy. Yeah. And, just, and I know he's religious and I feel, I feel like he really takes care of himself well because to bounce back to, from the WWE stuff and to, like to, to look into even to possibly be wrestling at 62, man. Right. But he has people talk. People are interested. That's the thing. Like it, and I, him with Cody in the ring and, and, you know, doing the whole kid thing. And I go, okay. I want to see where this goes. And it, okay. it Darby Allen up there. They're, man, it's storytelling at its finest. And that's what it doesn't feel like the same watered down basic format we've been shoved down our throats for how long. Right. That's why it, it's just different to me. So,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And Sting, according to a report <laughs> from Sports Illustrated, he is going to wrestle. So I don't know. You know, with Darby Allen, they film all those you know, out of the ring segments with them. So it seems like it'd be easy to do a cinematic match between Sting and Darby Allen in some kind of setting like that. But as far as a regular match outside of tags and things like that, I think it might be kind of tough because he does have the spinal stenosis and he is almost sixty-two. But I want to see them on a skateboard park and Sting and Darby <laughs> one-on-one. <laughs> Just <laughs> the <laughs> Sting <laughs> takes
0: one big, <laughs> <laughs> or he comes down, hook him up to the rafters and let him do a little gimmick at the see Darby at the skateboarding park, and then the Sting comes down from some of the rafters wherever they're at. And then maybe not maybe not sting on a skateboard. That one is, <laughs> that not go too well, but it's oh, yeah. uh you can get a stunt double. You yeah. Can get a spend double. <laughs> I just that could be the advertisement for next week. Sting versus Darby Allen, skate off. And, uh, i would tune in right <laughs> get bring in heath slater is staying and let's see if he can skateboard let's go
1: but that's not yeah that's not a bad idea
0: <laughs> no but you know there's talk of sting and jericho i've seen and you know yeah. that's a match they've been they've never had in any promotion it, interestingly enough right
1: yeah that's kind of crazy that they haven't
0: i would love this honestly love to see a promo segment with those two that'd, that'd be sure. cool next week Sting and Jericho comes out of the inner circle and have whatever, but again, it depends on what, what way you're going. But there's so many interesting just yeah. having Sting in the promotion, it's it, it it there it creates interest. And then yeah. that to me the ratings are up.
1: So yeah, it's good. And I think if you started with something with Sting and Jericho and then get MJF involved, and so you get Sting in Jericho; that'll bring in a lot of the the you know lapsed fans and, and more of the mainstream fans. And then you switch that over to MJF down the line. So you're getting a new star over. Yeah. I mean that's how you can create a, a new superstar. And MJF has been on that trajectory anyway. And what they're doing, and what I talk about with AEW, like so. What they're
0: like, just to give you an example of what I'm talking about. So this upcoming week, there's a seven on seven, first time ever seven on seven tag match with with Jericho in the inner circle versus the best friends. And they're right. bringing in quite a few new guys for that match, given right. them a, that have been on AEW Dark, where what you do is by people seeing these guys in the ring with elevated stars of someone like Jericho, and then the best friends are over for AEW, and they're continuously still being built, but they're, they're much better off than when they first debuted, that what it's doing is it's, this is where you got to have patience where you're getting that rub by being in the ring and you don't necessarily have to win. As long as you stay on that trajectory of their, they're building people, that roster is being built up over time where it's better able. Like now when we, when you take the AEW roster and you start talking about stars and comparing them to WWE people's value is higher now than it was on week one. You know what I mean? Like it, it—it's it, because of the TV and, and these these small rubs that you do week after week. And two, when AEW beats guys, they don't job them out afterwards either. You know, when if a Luke Harper loses a, a match, he doesn't all of a sudden go in the doghouse and get buried. You know, Lance Archer—the the—he he, he doesn't—he's being built up, and he loses to Cody. He doesn't all of a sudden get punished, and then he's losing every week on TV. He's still being built up. To where you have these these guys are getting opportunities to to, to still develop their brand and character, even though they can, they can lose matches and that's fine. But it's pro, it's being done better. Pro wrestling is being done better, in my opinion, by them right
1: now. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm getting some text right now. <laughs> sorry about that. It's uh, during the weekdays. It can be crazy. <laughs> I
0: turned my phone over on this because I'm the same. I'll I'll start looking over. Ah. Stay stress-free Yeah,
1: the show. Yeah, this is on my uh the bat the bat uh the bat phone, which is like technical stuff <laughs> or emergencies. <laughs> but Uh-oh. I'm all, I'm good to go. Uh so also Shaq. Uh Shaq appeared, as we noted. Uh he did a segment with Brandy. Um it, it ended with Brandy throwing a, a glass of water in Shaq's face. <coughs> It appears that uh, it's they're going with Shaq and Jade versus Brandy and Cody, would be my guess. I think Shaq versus Cody one on one would obviously be bigger. But, oh, man. It's always scary when you're coughing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no judgment but,
0: uh, here. No judgment here, Raj. No judgment yeah, here. It's, you it's, just can cough away. Coffee,
1: it's coffee down the wrong pipe. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But, yeah, uh, so Shaq, he he appeared in uh, WrestleMania Battle Royal. I believe it was WrestleMania 32, the one in Dallas. Um, and he was supposed to wrestle the big show out of WrestleMania. They never were able to get it going. Once it came time to actually kind of put the match together, Shaq, I guess, was not interested in doing the, uh, the preparation for it. Uh, you think it'll work out here? I, apparently, the Shaq interview was a last-minute thing. Uh, they had taped Dynamite last week. They got word that Shaq could do a promo after that, so they kind of spliced it into the show and then cut a, a few minutes out of some of the other matches.
0: Yeah, they'll be interesting. I mean, Shaq is, is retired. He's older. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the tag match may be better entertainment-wise. I think I, there's such a size difference between Shaq and everybody. right? I mean, it, it, that's putting a match with a guy that's not a, a, you know, he's not the big show he doesn't he doesn't wrestle and he doesn't understand he he can he can understand wrestling but as far as doing it but I think Cody's more than smart enough to be able to piece that together and to figure out a way to make that work where it doesn't come down to like Cody and Shaq. You know what I mean? Right. Which I think is why if they're doing the tag, I think that's actually on a creative standpoint, I think that that is much, much better. And and you could have the finish with the girls possibly you know what I mean he could do it gives you a little more options on that. Because Cody, with his momentum and where he's being built, it, it it doesn't make any sense for him to take a loss to Shaq, right? And it, but at the same time, if they do something where Cody's turning, possibly more, there is something with that and beating a giant like that with and doing something, you know, on on the up more heelish. So we'll have to see see what direction they go. But getting a guy like that, it doesn't hurt just to create. You what it does, Raj, is that gets the Sports Center coverage. -hmm. That's, you know what I mean? Right. Regardless of how it's covered, no matter, it's going to get legit sports coverage if they have the match, which is going to get a whole new set of eyeballs on, oh, what's this new promotion? Oh, that's that Jericho, Moxley, there's Cody, these guys. And then all of a sudden, you got new people watching the product. So, very smart move.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy how long Shaq has been in the public eye. You would think he's older than he is because I remember Hogan's debut match, and I believe. I think he was in Hogan' debut match in WCW. I think Shaq was in Hogan's corner, yeah. Shaq and Mr. T, or he was in, I forget exactly he how was he was something early on though, yeah. Yeah, and that was 93. So you would almost think he's like in his 50s now, but he is, or that was, that was 94. So you would think he's in his 50s now, but he's actually only 48. So he's not well, that no. old. No, yeah.
0: not at all. That's, but I mean, just as far as, he's always on the, been on the larger side as far I mean, he's right. a giant, the guy, he's enormous with yeah. that. And he always is someone that I know he, during like with, with basketball, he struggled. That was always his thing, staying in, in, in peak shape. And oftentimes, you know, when you're out of the game for that, you're not training, you're not training nowhere near the level that you did when you're in your prime or when you're playing, you know, and he has all, he has all the money in the world and these bunch of successful businesses That is how much time can he commit to the wrestling in, but I think Cody is smart enough. Like I said, to orchestrate that um, to make it work.
1: Yeah. Uh, So not, so they got Shaq. They're also going to have Snoop dog. He'll be appearing on the January 6th dynamite episode on TNT to promote the, the go big show talent competition that features Cody Rhodes as one of the judges. Snoop is another And that is the same night that NXT will be doing their New Year's Evil special on the USA Network. Um, um, Snoop, I mean, he's, you know, he's Sasha Banks's cousin. He's appeared on WWE TV a few times over the years. And uh, he recently partnered with WWE for a limited edition merchandise collection with The Undertaker. But this is clearly to promote the show. Snoop he did commentary for that Mike Tyson boxing pay-per-view and he was was really entertaining. Obviously wrestling commentary is very different, (laughs) but uh, yeah, Snoop. uh, So even more celebrity involvement. I I think that's a great thing. I want Snoop Dogg and Chris Jericho
0: on a full episode of commentary for dynamite. The ratings (laughs) will, I'm telling you that would just, just, would you not? Well, I would. I would not miss a second of that show, Raj. I wouldn't. I would not want. I would be glued to the television to see Jericho and, and Snoop on commentary with Jim Ross and, and like maybe take, take Excalib- Excalibur out for the week. And I love Excalibur on there with them. But let's make room or help put the full panel up there and let's just have it. Could be it might be the worst commentary of all time as far as calling wrestling matches. But the 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 back and forth between Jericho and Snoop. Oh, that's what I want. Awesome. Cody, if you're listening, please give me that.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. I, 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 I'm with you. I'd be tuning in for sure.
0: <laughs> the graphics to, to promote that, the upcoming weeks with Snoop Dogg and Jericho on commentary. <laughs> man, let Snoop, man, let him smoke all the weed that he wants to yeah. smoke. And just let, just say no cussing. But have have a, maybe a five-second delay on where you can believe him if he forgets. Let him just right. have fun, man. That's the thing. You know people want to you'll get Snoop fans that want to just hear Snoop talk about wrestling and right. see what he's going to say, man. That's that's where I kind of think where you you, you do fun things with wrestling and that makes wrestling fun. Because, yeah. You know, and it, it, give me a five-star match on the show. Let Snoop. I want to hear Snoop commentate a
1: five-star match. <laughs> And, you know, uh, I mean, this, they've been taping every other week. So every other week's episode, like this past week, was actually taped the week before. And then they're ad- able to add in more crowd noise. So it actually makes the show sound even better. It sounds hotter. So a lot of these tape shows, the crowd noise is way higher than on the live shows. So you could do Snoop on a tape show and bleep out whatever you need to. Let him be himself. And, yeah, it would be awesome. Him and Jericho, oh, man, that would be great. Even if you just give me
0: him and Jericho for, for one match. <laughs> like I, I'll tell you know what I mean? Like just give me an, right. I want to I want them both on commentary together. It would be that would just be entertainment gold, Raj. That's absolutely <laughs> there's nothing else you could do that would tell us. I don't want to see Snoop in the ring. After watching yeah. Snoop, Snoop made that Mike Tyson pay-per-view. Yeah. That it, by far. That thing, it, it was Snoop on commentary, just shooting it straight, and then sh- Snoop rapping on the, on the on the thing. I watched me and, the, and my friend I had over, we watched the entire rap deal. I go, this is amazing. <laughs> he goes from commentary just to turning it on like that. Like, give me Snoop on AEW. Let him sing a song or two too. Just give me the whole Snoop deal. That,
1: that would be <laughs> awesome. That would uh, be awesome. Uh, we are entering WrestleMania season. Uh, according to The Observer, there's no set plans for Roman Reigns right now. And I guess they're kind of going back and forth between Daniel Bryan and Drew McIntyre. Another report by WrestleVotes was saying, uh, they're looking at bill Goldberg and Goldberg was actually on the bump this past week. He has a contract with WWE. That's supposed to be for two matches a year. He actually, they, they changed it this past year to make it three. Um, but yeah, he, Goldberg issued kind of called out rain, said he stole his, his, his move. He doesn't do it as well as he does. And he has unfinished with Reigns and, uh, so it all—it kind of seems like that's the direction they're going with Roman Reigns and Goldberg at WrestleMania, and that was supposed to be at last year's WrestleMania. Reigns ended up backing out uh, due to COVID concerns with how the company was doing their testing, and just you know, with his condition, his family, and he's—he was having twins. So they could be doing that match this year, or you know, in twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, which would would actually be better than the last year's with with Roman as a heel and Bill as the babyface. Right. That that's. That now because then then that better storytelling with that whereas before you have two guys being baby faced where it it, it wasn't as exciting it didn't feel Mm -hmm. there there wasn't no internal conflict there for me storyline wise at least that I don't even remember but I Mm -hmm. the uh, not 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 horrible I get I get wanting to do that yeah that's a big attraction match if you got if you got Bill for two shows a year he's going to be figured into WrestleMania. You got it. You got to do something big with them, right?
1: Even
0: mm-hmm. though last year with, with Braun and all that, and the empty arena, it was it was what it was. It'll be it's forgotten already. So the I know there was talk of of Roman and Rock. That to me, obviously, would be um, that that would that would deliver huge. Getting the Rock, I mean, he's the hottest guy, and in, in not just Hollywood, in the world, you know. Yeah. So so. If- it, I don't yeah. think he's going to be, doesn't seem like he's figured in for that with his commitments. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I guess as of now, the rock is not going to be a part of WrestleMania. So that is out, but I agree that would be huge. But if they save that for the following year, year, when you got a full stadium, who knows what they'll have, you know, in 2021 it's coming in April They're you know, the plan is Raymond James stadium, uh, which was supposed to host this past year's yeah. WrestleMania. They're not going to do it in LA as, as originally scheduled. So if they do it the following year in LA, that's perfect for The Rock, and you could even do his Hall of Fame induction that year. So uh, you yeah. could
0: really do something special with that. And again, I don't know. It, wrestling is such a huge commitment. You know, The Rock came back with the Cena stuff and was out and like performed exceptionally well, but he did get injured because he you, you're going, man. The guy's an athlete. The the level that you go at in that ring, though, Raj, is unlike anything else. And you're doing you can do all the training and conditioning in the world, but like you're maneuvering, and it's just there's any nothing like it. Like the being in a pro wrestling ring and exerting yourself fully, like anything could happen. And that's when we saw it, like with him with how he got injured and then being older. There's no doubt the guy's in shape and he's jacked and looks great. And but you know for him, he's gonna want to be the Rock if he comes back. That's a lot of pressure. For a guy, and mm-hmm. when you, in, even though you can, you can, it's a lot of time to get to get in that mindset. I would imagine for him with his with how busy he is, and it would have to be absolutely the probably the most perfect scenario. And you know, tying that up with a Hall of Fame in, uh, induction and, and, and that whole weekend, and making it something maybe that it's his final deal. Then that 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 would be I, I could see that possibly really intriguing him, but. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, he's a busy man, and and uh, in, in, you know, pro wrestling doesn't pay quite what the Hollywood does. So, <laughs> and one would, thing, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool.
1: and and you know, if it is twenty twenty two, the one thing we got to keep in mind is that is when the XFL is scheduled to relaunch, and The Rock is you know one of the owners, so he's going to have a lot on his plate. So we'll we'll see. But that would be very beneficial.
0: That like, you could be that would be uh, great publicity with everything, though. And uh, do you think Vince would allow it
1: because it kind of I, rubs it in the, the face that it, it, would he allow The Rock to plug the XFL on WWE TV when it kind interesting. of interesting? I don't, yeah, rubs don't it in know. that Vince failed twice. <laughs> See, I don't know this,
0: I, I don't know the deal on that either. Like, it did did Rock do that to kind of get back at Vince for because I've heard stories of different things and with the trademark and with, with Dwayne and, and The Rock, and, and Vince is Vince with everybody. And like, and right. they, I've heard things with him in Austin, and, and not being happy at different times with Vince. Is Vince with everyone? Like I said, it right. doesn't matter how much money you've made. Him is that was, was that kind of a, a power play on the Rock with with Vince? I don't know. Or is there is that was there a hey? I would let me. Was that something that that Vince and him? You know what I mean? Like was it something that was oh he was okay right. with like save it please I want this to live on. You know, in the wrong, oh, I can right. do this. I, You know, I don't know what that conversation was or wasn't. So right. it that would be very telling, though, if, if he does come back and it is not allowed to be promoted, I think then we'll know, kind of have a little better understanding of what went down with that. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only people I would know are The Rock and Vince. I don't think Rock would say anything. But I do yeah. – my gut, just because of him coming back to SmackDown last year for their premiere, is that they're on good terms and that he probably called Vince for his blessing before doing it. But who knows? That's just my yeah. guess based off of absolutely nothing. You um, know, and
0: if, if if Roman and Bill don't work out, you know, and I know – and I don't know what the deal is. You know, I I think to get people talking though, I think there's really, really, I think there's something there with Matt Riddle and Goldberg, if they could get something done with that with, you know, but I don't, that seems like that's So uh, there's legitimate beef. And and I've talked about that, how to handle business before. Uh, And, uh, but Matt's Matt, Matt speaks his mind, you know, and, uh, and he's just himself. You know, but I would think if they he's he's. I know he said he came out and said that he would be open to wanting to talk and have a match and actual work together, you know, which is a wall about being a professional, you know, now that would create interest. I think in those two, if they're able to do something with that and create some real life, keep that feel for the whole match, for the whole whole storyline, I think would be very intriguing for a a matchup with Bill. I like matchups, though, with older people, with the younger guys. Yeah, I don't like yeah. the older versus older, all the, like because it, 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 you really run the risk of of age and, and all that catching up right. with guys. When you got a workhorse in there that can that can really orchestrate things, uh it, it really helps. So right. it, that would intrigue me also for WrestleMania yeah. for a matchup with Goldberg. But then again, you want Roman's going to get top billing. Roman, I mean, yeah. Roman's going to be taken care of. So the thing is, though, finding a storyline strong enough that that will fit for Roman at Mania. So, we'll yeah, see. and
1: Riddle, Riddle hasn't really been portrayed as a top level guy. No, I don't know if you've wa- seen him on Raw lately, but they've been making his character sh- just so irritating that. Uh, oh, really? So I've missed it. <laughs> oh, man, it's been it's been so bad the past few weeks that uh, they're turning fans against him, even online, because Riddle was a online favorite, and they're really making him super irritating. But We'll they see. Got,
0: man, I'm telling you, they got to be careful too, Rush, because with AEW making stars, mm-hmm. WWE is failing to make new stars, in my opinion. Right. And they're really struggling with that right now. And they have the stars they have. But as far as make all the new guys that have debuted have not had the steam or buzz because it, it's really tough that even if you're loved by the internet, to go when you go into that business model, what happens is the fans start turning on you because <laughs> <Right, laughs> they yeah. think you're like they think you're the one writing the promos or the one that they're doing the finishes, and so you get grouped into that. And I've been a part of that, so yeah. They uh, they got to step up their game. They got to make. It's not easy with no crowd. I, which is why my I tip my cap to AEW doing the things they're doing, and it's because it, it, it's not easy right now with no crowd, right or a lack of crowd.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um. So it is interesting that they don't have their WrestleMania card kind of figured in. When you wrestle like Mark Henry or uh, when you wrestle Kalisto, how far in adva- like how far in advance before it was announced on TV did you get a heads up that that was going to be what you're doing?
0: For as far as for like WrestleMania? Yeah. A lot of that stuff was just figured like I mean weeks before. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a lo- a, lo- a lot of 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 heads up. Even the my WrestleMania my the first one with Mark Henry that was all, that wasn't, that I don't even think that was the set plan. I know Jericho had wanted to, to to do an angle with me with that, with that. And then, and I know, but then Vince and them wanted to turn me heel. Uh, and little did I know that was part of the, the burial process with taking away everything, whatever. Everything, but like, it, a lot of stuff is so last minute there. Yeah. You don't, like I told you, like it's, they would, and this was, and I got, remember I got shit for this years ago when people called me a liar, but I remember in Mark Carano, they had the, the WrestleMania sheet. They, they have that up early, like they months in advance of like what the idea is. Right. And I remember when I said it was, it had Ryback versus Ultimate Warrior on there because they didn't know if he, what his condition was, but it was that whole WrestleMania Hall of Fame thing. And it wasn't going to be to make me look good. It was probably right. to get squashed, and there was. But I remember I, I just talked about that, and I remember they got shit for it. But they plan; they do have an idea what they kind of want to do, and then they just they change it like they do everything else last minute, and it is what it is. But a lot of the guys, unless you never know until it's like the, 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 until it's like advertised. Yeah. That that is the because we as a wrestler you hear so many things. Yeah. You'll hear you're going to do this, you're going to do that, or a, a writer will come up, you're like, keep it quiet, but we're talking about doing, you know, you enrollment at WrestleMania, don't say anything. And then two weeks later, like you'll never hear anything about it ever again. Like it's right. So it, it's so, all last minute.
1: Yeah, so what about uh, when you, were, you when you did turn heel? I mean, that was a super hot angle the night after yeah. WrestleMania. The crowd went nuts. It made no sense that you lost to Mark Henry the night before when yeah. you were going into a world title program with John Cena the, the the next night. When did you know you were turning heel and you were going to attack John Cena? Was it that day or was well, that more in advance? That was in advance. Um, I'll
0: never forget. The, they brought me into the production meeting after the meeting was over, and it was Vince... Hunter and Stephanie at their table. Um and they brought me in and came in, sat down, and explained to me that they wanted to turn me heel. Um, which this this time I'm the top baby facer in that top baby face discussion being used in the lens and in, in red hot. I didn't understand. I I I at that stage of the game, you you do what's told you though, and but they they, they worded it with, they go, you're essentially going to be very figured into this company for a long time. We want you to work as a top heel and get that experience calling matches and being more in control as a heel. And so the way they presented it sounded very, very good. And but and that was, I want to say, two or three months in advance, Raj. Um, okay. And then we, that that was the direction we were going to go. And, and then as I went into that Mark Henry match, I thought – and what they told me that that was for me to get some real, real steam before I turned heel on Cena, and then that happened days before Mania. Fit Finley was the agent, and he goes, "You're falling on your face with Mark Henry on your back." I said, "What?" And then I couldn't even get a hold of Vince. They couldn't get him. Couldn't find him. I couldn't. I had a meeting with him at WrestleMania that day in Gorilla, where I told you before. He explained to me, well, "This is going to be the." The big moment that you failed as a babyface at WrestleMania, you fell on your face. And that's where you, that aggression and anger is going to feel the heel turn with Cena, who was the top babyface. But the way it was presented to me was that that was going to win the championship. So why wouldn't you, as a talent, okay, I'll go do this, even though this doesn't feel right? Like, because it made it look like I botched my own move with what Mm -hmm. that's what he wanted. But it, it was promises that weren't delivered. So because that finish, none of that makes any sense from a creative standpoint. Right. To lose, and then to be the number one to, the contender the next night,
1: how? Right. Why? And they never you told win? that. They never told that story on commentary. The, even yeah. that you're so you're so frustrated over the Mark Henry loss, and that you know they they never told that story. So if that yeah. was indeed the story, at least tell it. <laughs> And that's what was promised to me by Vince. This is why I have
0: the issues with them, with the lies, because then you go out and you do business and you do your professional and then they're not professional. And that bothered me a lot because that whole thing, nobody, none of it made any sense. But again, grateful for all of it because it's going to be, it's going to be a big, big part of my success moving forward. And it has been already outside of the ring. Um, But that story is going to be even greater long-term with the way all of this all went down. But it's all Raj, a lot of, for all, pretty much all the talent. It's also last minute yeah. and it, it, it nothing makes sense. And it, it's very frustrating um, to not know. And creatively, because it's like and the talent too, I've told you this, are capable of so much more. You know, if you're handed a script in the afternoon, that gives you time to at least prepare and to put some mannerisms and to put your touch on a promo. What happens is that gets taken away from you time and time again and then they rewrite it 20 times during the day by the time you get your promo you're so stressed out all you're trying to do is just get the lines down it takes away the feeling and emotion which is why actors have scripts months in advance right months and you don't want to practice to practice so it doesn't look like you're delivering lines that's the big problem with the WWE it's okay if you're going to write stuff out but give the talent time to put to to, to feel it and that mm-hmm. was always for me, I told you, like it happened all the time yeah. <laughs> where I was glad I didn't have promos because I didn't want to deal with that stress. I was like, just let me work. I'll do promos on live events where I can just be me. I, and I, I don't have to worry for 20 writers coming down and sitting with me for three hours to do a promo that we're not even going to do until it's going to be changed last minute.
1: So, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, <sighs> Peter Bahi with the $5 Super Chat is asking uh, our old friend Peter Bahi. He's asking, did you get heat for your pre-show stopper gimmick?
0: They uh, were not happy when I wore the weight belt out there. John Cone, who I am uh, I love John Cone, great guy. He was the referee for the match and uh, repeatedly kept telling me that the truck, that Kevin and the truck, Kevin Dunn or Vince, um, were 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 adamant about me taking the belt off during the match. And I was already on my way out. I knew I was just, I was so focused. Put Kalisto over, make that match as good as possible. The crowd was on fire for that. Great heat for that match. Callisto, <clears throat> <clears throat> great, great baby face reaction for him. <clears throat> so I was very proud of that match of, of generating heat with we didn't have a lot of TV time because I was with my contract stuff, was, it was not good. So they weren't putting me on TV to build the program. So we we had very little steam going into that. So that was my way of getting heat in Chicago. Um, and I was not gonna let them take that away from me. And uh and I wanted and I'm very proud of that last match I did on um, my because I, I knew I was leaving during that. And uh, I remember I told Cone uh, multiple times. Uh, and again, they told, that you could tell them to go to go fuck themselves. Was And I got to the back. Nobody said a word. No no one's going to, Raj. And I'd already had situations with Vince. I told you where Vince, me and Kalisto during that. Actually, the buildup, we were on TV a few weeks before that. And they wanted me. I was being lied to again. It was supposed to be a tweener. I was beating the shit out of people. Went to trunks. I was supposed to be being a baby face, but more heelish, but still kind of a, tween, a tweener. And, uh, they had me, I was out there for like the second time and they had me and Kalisto do a fake, a a face off or something. And the crowd didn't know who was baby face. Like it wasn't, it wasn't generating a reaction and it was, uh, I didn't like it. And so I did the feed me more in the crowd. Everyone did the feed me more as I stared at him. And then I think I left and I'll never forget. I get to the back and Vince. They were furious because they didn't want me doing the feed me more thing. They'd taken that away before. And, and, but the crowd was dead. And as a performer, you do what you do to get a reaction, to get people interested in your program. And I'll never forget Vince. And he was irate. And he got up out of gorilla when I got to the back and he he just, he said, something he, well, he goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? He goes, are you stupid? And I go, no, are you stupid? And just stare right at him until he sat back down and put on his fucking headsets. He didn't say anything. And I was like, don't fucking try to insult me, old man. Like, I'll beat your ass. Don't, like I'm that's dead serious. Like as a man, don't talk to me like that. Like you, you can't. And he didn't did you ever, actually say that. Yeah. No, you can't. Talk. Like don't you don't. Yeah. yeah it, I don't care who you are. You don't talk to me that way. And it's like, but that's Vince is used to doing that to people and people bending over for him. It ain't gonna happen with the big guy, motherfucker. And uh, <laughs> that was. I already knew I was leaving. I wasn't happy. You know, I've been lied to so many times. Yeah. That's why it's very personal. With things, but that's like, oh, man, it, it's frustrating as a talent though. With with some of that, the way things work, but it is what Yeah,
1: it is. yeah. jeez. Um, uh, some sad news this week. Uh, Tommy Tiny Lister, his nickname was Tiny, uh, uh, passed away. WWE fans remember him as Zeus. Yeah. Uh, he was, he, he, I mean, kind of underrated how big of a draw he was that year. That that SummerSlam. Uh, Whereas Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake against Macho Man and Zeus did 625,000 buys. And that would not be topped for a SummerSlam event for another nine years when they did Stone Cold versus The Undertaker when WWF was red hot at that point. So he he, he had three pay-per-views, which is crazy when you think about it. He did have the Survivor Series and then also uh, this No Holes Barred that matched the movie gimmick that they did. He had a brief run in WCW. Uh, did, uh, did some other uh, wrestling stuff for uh, Abdullah the Butcher, uh, or he wrestled Abdullah the Butcher overseas, but uh, I mean, most I think most people know him as Debo from Friday, yeah. but yeah, it was uh, really sad. His manager said uh, he apparently had been displaying symptoms of COVID-19 in recent days and had to cancel working on a movie after falling ill, and he was only 62 years old, so uh, sad, you know, sad story my condolences
0: to to his family and friends and and I don't know if I've met him uh, at any of the i know he did a lot of the conventions or some of them and uh i don't I don't think I did um, but it's uh it's always truly unfortunate anyone in from the wrestling world and you know obviously and known for for some of the roles and then Friday with that and um, sucks man and i'm I'm curious to see what what comes out if if he had uh, if he had any underlying health issues. I don't know if yeah. he had a, any heart issues or anything of that that nature, heart disease or anything. Whereas if he did get COVID, that would, you know, greatly right. amplify things. So just right. truly unfortunate. It's sad, sad to hear. And, uh, again, my condolences to everyone, his family, and friends.
1: Yeah, and uh, last thing before we get into the ratings. Uh, Vince McMahon apparently is sending uh, several talents back to the Performance Center to – I guess he has some issues with some of the big guys on the main roster. Yeah, it's because they're not
0: the big guy. That's what (laughs) the issue is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So he ordered them uh, back to the WWE Performance Center to undergo two training classes per week that are being taught by Drew Gulak and Adam Pierce, And apparently those names are Otis. Uh, Otis is one of them. Keith Lee, uh, Dabakato, Dio Madden, and AJ Styles' bodyguard, Omos. I wonder how the hell –
0: that's interesting that Otis – and uh, I don't, Otis man is, it depends how they want Otis to work. Otis is, the, the biggest issue with Otis is there's not a crowd right now. Right. They, that character thrived on a crowd. But Keith Lee, I don't know, and I don't know a lot about his work. But I always, I've i seen some of his independent stuff. I mean, he knows how to do moves, and he knows right. that the big man, he can move. So those other guys, I understand them wanting to go down. I wonder if, if Otis and Keith aren't maybe there to help out a little too. I don't know. They've yeah. been up there for so long, or I mean long enough, or not Keith necessarily, but Otis working with guys. And I've never noticed uh it, it depends on like the little things and whatnot. It, and I'm not there, obviously. I always everything I've ever seen from them on TV is never has always looked fine. I don't I don't I don't understand, but uh that's interesting. That's um never a good thing to be to to Vince to, to want you being sent back to developmental. That's to train with that. And I'd be curious to what set him off necessarily with the quote unquote big guys that, uh, you know, but that, that, that big, big guy, the, the AJ, uh, styles bodyguard, Mm -hmm. a guy like that. See, that's the problem. Vince will see a guy like that and throw him on TV. They did it rather than eh, it. It's tough, man. When you're that big too, you gotta like, you get thrown in and you don't know necessarily always know how to protect yourself. And, uh, and it's, he's, it depends his level of wrestling and understanding wrestling psychology. And, you know, if he doesn't come from uh, watching wrestling, I don't know his background enough where it, it can make learning extremely difficult. You know, a guy like that, though, you, you want to ideally the, he, the scenario for a guy like that. Ideally, you want him to get up there and you want him to, to be a, a huge star. What often happens though is they 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 fail, and you'll usually get like a main event pay per view or two out of them, and then they kind of fall. You know what I mean? And they right. never really recover. So where then you got like a guy like Braun who, who has really really worked on on things, and Braun is is somebody that is is I think is has taken to wrestling and really embraced it and didn't just rely on his size. He's not a seven footer, but he's huge. I mean, he's not he's not short, but he's a he's a big man. And, but he he he's applied himself and and worked hard and gotten better and, and look at his career now it, it, it's coming to its own where um, some of those guys don't have that attitude necessarily and I don't know with these any of these guys what the deal is but Otis is always working hard Otis is always training Otis has a fundamental understanding of of wrestling character so it could be a guy like that they just want to work on some small things some transitional moves in between the in between stuff which A lot of times, too, Raj, what you'll get is on live events is where you you were able to really hone some of that stuff in. And again, I'm all for not having live events, but that comes there's more of a responsibility as a talent that to to work on your craft a little bit so that you don't have any, so that you you don't expose yourself when you are performing. So that that could be a good thing that for them to get that ring time, even though they're being told to. But it's you always want to be. You always want to stay on top of your game. It, it's never a good thing to have, regardless of my feelings on Vince, to think you can't work or anything like that. That's not good. So
1: yeah, uh, four twenty Express really wants to know what are your thoughts on Lana and Asuka's tag match on Raw. Just wondering.
0: I I did not see it. I apologize. I, I only caught a small bit. I can't even remember what I caught on Monday. But it was. I don't even know if I. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that rush. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean. It was, I mean, it's leading to Lana and Asuka versus uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the tag titles at TLC. So, okay. I mean, I, I didn't think it was anything out of the ordinary, but. Um, yeah.
0: Storyline's been, uh, Lana's been figured in. That would actually be uh, with Asuka winning the match and Lana, you know, thinking she's a big, a, a part of it being a tag team champion. I think that's interesting TV creatively that uh, to get Lana more where she's bragging and she's on cloud nine. And you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that fits. I, I like that storyline actually. That I yeah. think that that could be a, a, a entertaining storyline. So
1: yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so finally the ratings uh, SmackDown this past uh, last week did 2.13 million viewers down slightly surprisingly from the week before. And it's surprising just because the week before was Thanksgiving weekend. So you would have thought it would have been up some, So, um, you know, now with the Sasha Bailey storyline ending, the Mysterio thing, uh, with Seth Rollins kind of ended, those were two uh, along with Roman. Now you only got Roman and those other two storylines have kind of gone by the wayside and those were doing well in the ratings. So SmackDown, they, they need to find something else other than just Roman to kind of keep them up. Uh, raw stayed steady. It did 1.74 million viewers on the USA network, just down barely, uh, from last week. Um, and and as we mentioned, AE, AEW Dynamite doing their best opposed number of the year with 995,000 viewers, almost hit a million. They actually did over a million for the first hour. The second hour brought it down to, but uh, did a point, it was a point four five in the 1849 demo. Nice. Which was their, uh, it was their best number since the October 23rd, 2019 episode for that rating. So, yeah, man, yeah,
0: that, 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 week. The, it'll be interesting if dynamite starts getting consistently over a million when raw is at 1.7 if we see dynamite getting 1.1 1.2 that gap is getting a lot lot closer right and really and so i am I'm, I'm intrigued by all of that just i love i love it like i i love the competition and um and the, the traje- trajectory that one company is going and the trajectory the other company is going it's very interesting to me but i will say congratulations too to Seth and, and to Becky uh with they're bringing in, uh, welcoming their child into this world with all yeah. that, so and hopefully they get Seth gets some much needed time off and can enjoy being a dad, um, as, as well as Becky being a mother. And then uh, you know that will be a huge boost getting her back too eventually, um, if they're able to. And uh, it will definitely help things. And it'll be interesting to see how her career with everything and being a mother, because as we've seen that can change things a lot of times. It, right. it, it, you know where you might need an extended period of time off to really, really get yourself mentally in the right frame of mind, and being a mother too. So you know those early, early months are very important. And uh, so I don't see anything happening in the foreseeable future on that end. But it, congratulations to them and the ratings. Uh, every week I look forward to hearing these and just seeing the the numbers. And uh, it, it's it's an exciting time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks as always for having me on. It was a it was a, a news-packed week this week. Absolutely, Raj. Thank you as always. Anything to plug to wrap up? Yeah, keep checking out WrestlingInc.com as always. Uh, tons of exclusive interviews. We recently had Gerald Briscoe, uh, Christopher Daniels. We've, we have even had some WWE guys. We had Johnny Gargano this past week. So uh, keep checking out WrestlingInc.com.
0: Good deal. Thank you, Raj. And guys, check out Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com. Save 20% all of December with discount code... Holiday 20, feedmemore.com. And thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more.